This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening here, live from Molyneux, dressing room almost. Um, and we're going to be talking today about the uh, the 3-0 uh, loss uh, to Manchester City at the weekend. Obviously, um, we didn't go into it with any great hope because like anyone that goes to City um, is always liable to come on the end of a defeat. I mean, Tottenham were leading 2-0 a half-time in their previous match and really upset them and got absolutely spanked in the second half. Four goals to two. But the question that we're going to be uh, talking about really is, you know, with all the pundits really, they're, going to, they're all going to be making their own points. But did Lopetegui get the starting uh, 11 wrong? Um, did we make our own worst enemies in, in terms of the decisions? Is Jose Sarst, who has been a stalwart in the, uh, the, the Wolves goal for the last season or two, uh, starting to become a liability, making a few mistakes? We're just going to talk about these things, things that fans are, are generally talking about. We haven't got another game now for 14 days. Obviously, we've brought some signings in uh, recently. Lamina, Sarabia, um, Kuna, and also we've just signed over Dawson. I'm sure that they'll be, uh, in, we'll be talking about all of that as well. Um, and if you want to get involved in the chat, um, please, as always, just pop your, pop your questions in the chat, we'll put some of them up there. And I do want to say a big thank you, of course, to Wolf Life, the local uh, uh, insurance mortgage company that helped power uh, the show and cover the cost of uh, running the stream. You can enter uh, to win a Wolf shirt in the link below and get yourself uh, a quote on your mortgage or life insurance. They are a local Bilston-based company. So we've got a great lineup tonight of top fans, top pundits, and uh, I'm gonna. We've got we're going in two lots. First off, and we've got a debutant as well today. Tom is making his debut. He's going to go in second lot. First off, we're going to bring on Jack. You're right, Jack. Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. Fantastic. Then we've got who's backed by popular demand from last week. Memphis, the Wolf, John. Yes! <laughs> and it's the birthday boy himself, just turned 30 years of age. Three zero. 
<laughs> you half a century. Yeah, yeah, your birthday was your birthday Brilliant. at Man City, wasn't it, Manny? Yeah, I went. I went. It's great to spend a day at Manchester City, getting your seeing your team getting spanked on your birthday. It was, you know. <laughs> hey, hey ho! But at least you were there, mate. And actually, you've had a very busy week. Um, because yeah. You've been down. He's been filming a TV commercial down in Brighton and Hove. <laughs> yeah, I'm the next um, uh, Milky Bar kid. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> was that you? No, well, <laughs> well basically, yeah. Um, uh, just giving the platform we use for the fundraising, selected three fundraisers from around the country to um, uh, uh, make a, a TV commercial. Um, uh, and amazingly, we were selected. So, um, uh, and the thing they focused on was Samosa Saturday. So, we literally went down to Brighton on um, uh, Friday. And we filmed for four hours uh, a location there for the production staff. And it, we recreated Samosa Saturday. So we had our stall up. We were frying samosas, cooking. And there was lots and lots of extras who were all dressed as Wolves fans. Um, uh, and literally being filmed. So I don't think I think there's only about eight or nine seconds of what filming they did is going to be used in the commercial because there's two other fundraisers as well so it'll be interesting to see how it comes but it's i think it's quite a an accolade for um uh, not just for um you know the fundraising we do for dementia uk but for wolves as well um uh, wolves being featured uh, the football club were involved as well they sent a lot of the you know the shirts and everything down to the production team um so yeah Obviously, with licensing and that, they have to have clearance to have the badge and, you know, um, Wolves um, uh, kits shown on on TV. So, it, it, yeah, it's, I think it's quite a, an honour and an accolade for the fundraising and for the Wolves community who, who do so much. Um, and I was ha happy that I managed to rope because they were quite strict on how many people go down there, but we got a couple of our volunteers as well um, from the Walls family who went down there. Paul, who's usually on here and um, Judy, who's been from the start, they went down as well. So yeah, yeah from Brighton uh, all the way to Manchester to, the next day. <laughs> I went to, obviously went to the away game with um, Paul and Jack and Memphis. We'll come to you in a second, but I went to the away game with Paul, um, obviously, and his dad. And obviously, I saw yeah. you in the stand and came over and wished you a happy birthday. And yeah. I said, um, I saw that you were up running and uh, and Paul told me that you did six miles. I thought, oh, wow. And then he said, yeah, Manny, yeah, went home after that. I did another another four. Yeah, I did six kilometres. I was knackered because I was tired from the day before. And then Paul, like, Paul's a whippish. I was holding he him back because he's like, you know, slight. He, I don't think he weighs a bag of sugar, doesn't he? So, um. Uh, he he carried on running. Yeah, it was nice to run on the seafront. Nice fresh air. Uh, you know, we don't and we I don't had, get to see see in Wolverhampton, do we? <laughs> I've had experience of being um, involved with a TV commercial as well, but a few a few years ago because obviously I had the marching band that we uh, we run, and we got booked um, to go down to um, do the Great Taste of America campaign for thing. And there's a lot of standing around in the money. Oh, loads. Yeah, I mean, but it was good because we sort of got involved because. We had to set our own store up and everything, so we were like, you know, but it was interest. It's interesting to see the amount of production stuff and the amount of people that 
are involved in doing something like this. But um, really yeah. looking forward to seeing the uh, the end art. Do you know any idea when it's going to be aired, man? Four to five weeks, I said. It goes on national t- ITV, Channel 4, all the, you know, mainstream, uh, just giving platform and social media as well, I suppose. Looking looking forward to that. Well, we'll come back to you with uh, on the game in a bit, Manny, but we're going to go over to Jack. Jack, I'm getting you on first because a lot of the time you're ever so patient. You wait to the end and stuff <laughs> like that because, you, you know, you, you never mind. But, like, it's only fair. People do love hearing from you as well that you uh, get to come on first. So we're at uh, top of the show. Jack, what points would you like to make? Um, I don't think we learned an awful lot yesterday, to be quite honest. I mean, we, we we found out that we're not as good as Manchester City. You know, that's hardly a eureka moment, is it? We learned that Haaland's a very, very good forward. That's not a eureka moment. We learned that our confidence is very, very fragile at the minute. That's not a eureka moment. So, you know, I wasn't expecting a huge amount going into it. I thought if we had a 10 out of 10 day and they had a 5 out of 10 day, we might have nicked a result. As it was, I thought they they probably cruised it, didn't they? That they'd probably, if you asked a Man City fan, their performance seven out of ten. You know, we were probably a five or a six, and when that happens, you're never going to get a result against them. You know, so <clears throat> it wasn't you know a particularly enjoyable afternoon for us, was it? There wasn't a lot to to no, get excited what, about. There wasn't much what, to, what I ask you to cheer is, about. Um, what did you think of the lineup? Do you think I think Lopetegui's even said he thinks he might have got it wrong the starting lineup? Um, what do you think the tactics were there? I think if, if we're talking about the lineup being incorrect, I think it's literally only the forwards because I think the defence in the midfield was what I would have picked anyway. I think Neves, Nunes, Lamina as a three, I think worked well in the first half and, and at times in the second as well. That back four is probably our back four at the minute. Obviously, Dawson's coming now, and I think he'll probably slot into the back four somewhere. But it was only the, the front three. I mean, Wang, Raul and, and Traore offered absolutely nothing in the first half. Whether the tactics were or not, my suspicion is that the tactics were stay in the game for an hour, then potentially bring on the likes of Sarabia, uh, Pudence, Costa maybe, Cunha. And when they're getting a little bit tired, if they're getting a bit frustrated, maybe you get opportunities on the break. We did it to perfection under Nuno when we won there three, four years ago, didn't we? I mean, yeah. we won 2-0 there, but we did so much defending in that game. It was ridiculous. And it felt a bit like that in the first half. Yesterday, we were defending probably 85% of that first half was us defending our own box or our own half. Very, very little going forward. I think we even had a... Mate, I, I looked at the stats at half-time, and John, you're going to come in in a minute, but I looked at the stats at half-time and we had no shots... Um, and obviously, subsequently, no shots on target. In the second half, we had 10 shots, and but there was only one actually on target. John, come in with your points, mate, on that game. Okay. Um, well, first off, I, I've been so, I, I don't know what the word is, livid um, about VAR. And uh, I, I, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Evidently, Jack Grealish was going down before we touched him and the ref agreed with us and we won a VR decision. I was like, oh my God, this is great. So I actually think that's really positive. <laughs> we won one decision on VAR. It's for the first time in as far as I can remember. So that that was a, a, a little mini victory. And I know you probably, what, what did you, what did you guys think of that? Dave, you were, at, well, maybe a couple of you or all of you were in the stadium. Um, um, well, to be honest, 
and I'm going to come on to Manny on this because Manny wasn't too far behind me in the stadium, so he'll probably have an interesting view because you've seen the sort of position. Um, the Grealish thing for me, if it's if he's not given us a foul and it's a dive, it's a booking uh, for simulation, and it wasn't given. And I was, I'm quite a, a very calm mannered person generally, and the first ten or fifteen minutes, I was yelling actually and shouting at the, the uh, biased it was because that uh, Kilman, I put it on Twitter. You might have seen it, Manny Jack. The, uh, I got a really good angle of the, um, I've just put it up as a short actually on the YouTube um, of the Kilman incident where he got booked for a yellow card. For me, it was a strong challenge. It was fair. And was it Gendawan who went down? Was it, was it the Gundogan, yeah. Who yeah. went down. He was down for a little bit. It was just a strong challenge for me. It was never a yellow card. And then he, he booked, I think, Lamina or someone for arguing. And then there was fouls happening on our players just after. And they, were go they, were, they weren't being booked again. And that's why I get so annoyed. Manny, I mean, that's just my view. I was really... You know, the, the referee was horrific. But I've said before, I can't name one good referee. I can't, you know, a referee that you could say, yes. You know what you're going to get with this referee today. He was horrific. It was literally that 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 set that was a, a centre half who was challenging where he takes man and ball, and he did take Gundogan, and and he he was hurt. You could tell, but it was just a strong challenge. It was no yeah. way ever a, a yellow card. It was a fifty-fifty ball there to be won, you know. And um, uh, the Collins Grealish um, thing that was, you know, we couldn't tell. You could never tell. You're always the heart in the mouth thinking, and it was good, like John just said, VAR then reviewed it and saw that it wasn't a penalty. So, you know, again, should have been booked if he's if he's going down before he's being touched. Simulation? It's simulation. So straight away, he's booked three Wolves players in about five minutes, hasn't he? And including the manager. Um, the one where we were breaking free. And it seemed like it was a foul to, to us, you know, where we were. Where Wang was, was just about to get clear. Yeah, we, uh, and, and he, gave the, he gave the foul the other way and then, you know, booked the player and the manager. It was literally lost his head, didn't he? That, uh, David Coote, was it? Yeah. Ridiculous, honestly. Ridiculous uh, officiating. Settled down after that, I think. I, I do think he's, he almost like realised a little bit that he's just making stinker after stinker, and then he started giving us a few decisions, yeah, and suddenly it went the, went the other way a little bit. Yeah, so so inconsistent, um, uh, and and sometimes when you're at the bottom of the table, it's easy to moan and uh, have a go at referees and look for excuses, but they're giving us the excuses, aren't they? The referees are actually making these mistakes. Uh, pretty obvious ones that the whole then country talks about, you know. Um, so yeah, it was frustrating. But going into the game, the only thing I was really frustrated with is the atmosphere, man. What is going on with the atmosphere? Wolves fans in that lower tier just didn't want to sing. Well, if you just want to watch the game, just stay at home and watch the game. You know, it actually works when you sing and you shout and you roar. It inspires the team. I lost my voice in about 10 minutes and the three guys uh, by the side of me said, mate, stop it. Don't even bother because no one's going to join in. And it was so subdued. This was Man City away and people saying it's a free hit and we don't expect... No, man, I don't I don't buy that. Man City have got Haaland and he scores goals. But actually, 
they're there to be got at as well. You know, you can't, it's 11 against 11. It's mentality and mindset. And that mindset starts with the fans and the players. It has to, you have to have the mindset when you tread on the pitch. It's 11 against 11. We're going to do these today, you know. And and I just think it thought it was subdued on and off the pitch. The lineup was basically, um, you know, designed to just defend, 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 maybe speed, get to 70, speed, 80 speed minutes. Speed merchants on the break. Yeah, 70, 80 minutes maybe, and you're still nil-nil, and then you make some changes to try and maybe nick a goal or keep a point. You know, but we showed in the second half, even though, yeah, they took players off and we made mistakes, we actually, when we did attack them, you know, and put the right players on, Sarabia and Pedence, and the movement they had and the way they got wide and got balls into the box, we didn't get to have a touch in their uh, penalty area in the first in the first half. In the second half, we were constantly in there. So, you know, I just think we have to... Haaland scored a hat-trick and he's a freak, but literally we gave him two goals, remember? We just well, he ain't handed score, them on a plate. Handed, them, handed them on a plate. So I'm frustrated that free hit is no such thing. There's no such thing as a free hit. A free hit is when you're a non-league side playing the Premier League side in the FA Cup, when you don't expect... We're in the same division. It's a team we've beaten home and away. You know, we've got to have a bit more mentality about us on and off the field and in the crowd as well. We've got to get behind these lads. We've got to roar them like this is the cup final. Every match should be regarded as a cup final. Even the cups, the League Cup, the FA Cup. You've got to roar. You've got we are in a situation where we've got to battle and fight and scrap and be, you know, wear our heart on our sleeves. That's the way you get out of that position that you're in. And um uh, and I know, I didn't see that and from the lineup was negative, I thought, and it, then it improved, and the crowd was so subdued. And again, the FA Cup against Liverpool, it was the same. So a bit of a rant from me about the the crowd. Get singing, get singing. Use your tonsils. We should, you bring, know, every... we should bring that up, Manny, because um, we've been talking about that today, haven't we, um, Jack? Um, yeah. In the match day experience, a group about the crowd and what can be done to try and. Uh, make it a little bit better uh, and there's been some interesting debates and discussions going on that so it's interesting it just seemed to be a little bit flat I think uh, the other thing in regards to that I'm going to see what Jack's opinion is on this as well but I think with the run of results that things have improved under Lopetegui but the goals output is still only 12 goals or something like that in the Premier League and when you're not scoring goals and you're not you're just sitting back all the time it, it it's sometimes got to come from the players. When the Liverpool game um, last week, the first 10 minutes, I thought the crowd was really good. Then Sarlet's in that goal, which again is another for me, and he'll be disappointed with. And then it goes really flat. And then the so second... that's when that is so. So if you've got a positive mental attitude, Dave, if you've got a positive mental attitude, it's at that time you start singing. Leeds do it. You know, mm. their fans I'm do not, it. I'm not disagreeing. Forest do it. I'm not disagreeing. Even Palace do it. Forrest are brand new in the Premier League this year. It doesn't and... matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're still human beings and we can sing more. Fans need to sing more, get behind their team, shout, cheer from first minute to 90 minutes, create a raucous atmosphere. You know what? It inspires people. It lifts them. They start coming back. They, they perform better. Humans perform better when they've got a crowd cheering them on at the top of their voices. We can do more. And yeah, the players aren't doing it, then we'll say, well, OK, if you're not going to step up, we'll step up. No one's stepping up. 
Well, I agree with you, and obviously I've got to give the counter argument onto that. Let's yeah. see what Jack, Jack's. What's your thoughts on uh, on 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 what Manny's just said, and then we'll come to John in a bit. Yeah, no, you I mean, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of chicken and egg, isn't there? I mean, yes, we need the crowd to get behind the players, but we also need the players to give the crowd something to get behind. I mean, like we said, when we're defending for 43 out of 45 minutes, you're not necessarily going to be on the edge of your seat and, and up and down and, and bouncing around and chanting. So I think there's an element of that. But I think I think Manny's, Manny's absolutely right. I think, I think results at the minute, because we're not scoring goals, every single game that we're in is tight. You know, even against know. West Ham, the last 20 minutes, you know, you we played really well in that game, but we were really nervous. We were biting our nails. We were thinking, are we going to hold on? Can we hang on? Are they going to come at us here? And so naturally, you're kind of nervous, you're tense, you sort of shrink into your seat a little bit. And, and you know, so what can be done? I don't know. I mean, we've, like we said, we've been bouncing some ideas around, you know, whether, you know, I, I just think sometimes it, it comes in unexpected places. Like at times this season, we've really got behind the players when someone's made a really big tackle. Bang on. You know, I think Joe yeah. Hodge did one, didn't he, earlier on in the mm-hmm. season? Mm-hmm. Was it Nottingham Forest? Where he just completely wiped the player out and got a, the most blatant yellow card you'll ever see. But three quarters of the ground went up and started cheering and clapping him. And, and sometimes that's what you want, isn't it? It's not necessarily a goal or so it's it's a brilliant tackle, a, a great block, a great run where someone beats three or four players and, and just shoots just wide or just over. It could be anything really. But I think as a fan base, we're kind of desperate for something to kind of grab onto. And look at how we've sort of embraced Kuna, for example, and sort of his song and everything. We've well, got no, you know, like Jack, the other thing, the other thing is we haven't got no songs. No. We are so limited in our singing. We haven't got no songs. It's Ruben, Ruben, it's Kuna, Kuna. It's like, is that it? <laughs> you know, just one word. Well, and the, 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 new, the new Kuna you... song's all right, but it's a long way so you get to say his name and it's, it's like... No, it's, you know, the thing is, you know, when you, and then, then fans sing, it, sing so quickly. You don't have to sing that quick. You know, all the best songs, like when Nuna had a dream, you had... Um, si Senor, even if you you know go back to the Cody song, they they actually designed to be sung a little bit slower and they're longer, and you get into them, and then everybody joins in. When you've got a song that starts and goes really fast before everybody's joined in, it's ended, you know, and then it doesn't get going. So literally, I don't know <laughs> who's the fan group chant making experience, you know, thing <laughs> to sort of a appear like the, the Super Lopetegui ones come up. I, I, would, I uh, hate I, that song. I'm not going to have change because it's got Kilman at the back, Diego at attack. I think it Every club sings that. Every single club. Because yeah, we don't yeah. know who's going to be in attack. I think it should be whoever or or the pack in attack because Diego, I don't think Costa's going to play that much. John, um, you obviously probably watched it on the uh, the TV this one. I don't think when the, the away game um, and yeah. you I know you went to the game, the Liverpool game, was it you went to? Uh, no, I was at the West Ham one. West and then Ham I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to be at Liverpool coming up on the 4th, yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a good debate to have, actually, a good discussion. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's funny because, um, yeah, I, I've only had the pleasure of going to, uh, I found it really tough to get tickets to away games. So I've only been to one away and it was at Fulham uh, and uh I absolutely loved it because I was just standing and chanting and singing and Roman Saiz went to hug me after he, after he scored the equalizer and, um, and a lad uh, knocked my phone out of my hand. So I went to get my phone instead yeah. of hugging Roman, Roman Saiz, one of my favorite players. 
Um, and uh, so I don't know exactly what you guys know because you've done it more, but I, I would say just from my one time in the South Bank, I, I would like for, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Manny. I, I think we get too negative and I, I'll say this, um, I think, I hate to admit it, but because I'm, I'm mainly at fault for this because I totally feel it. I think we get onto the refs too much. Uh, we should just expect they're going to be against us and we should just cheer on. Our, I think I think even our chanting is too negative um, and about other people. And, I, you know, I think we should just be proud, almost be oblivious to the fact that um, Erling single-handedly beat us 3-0. The, the rest of Man City didn't. We got a draw from Man City, but it was Erling who beat us. But we just need to, re, just like I reframed that, we need to reframe when we get behind because I think we get into very negative. Um, and it's tricky because the crowd mentality, all it takes is someone like Manny, and if we could just replicate him like 100 times, maybe in one section, to just get that cheer going. Uh, but I will tell you this, there are new cheers coming and they're brilliant. Um, and if I'm allowed at the end of our segment to talk about some of the things I've discovered from the free Jal Gomez uh, meme that Wolverhampton Wanderers fans started, a global trending meme started by you guys and me. Uh, yeah, I, I think the only way is up. We got new players coming and I'm excited, but I totally agree with Manny on the negativity and it. Right. Well, I'm just gonna just gonna come back. We're gonna come back to Manny on this thing before we move on to a bit more on the game and the the, the key question. But um, again, I'm obviously I agree with a lot of the thing. It's been a bit of flat. I mean, like, as I said, I was like really probably like you, Manny. The first 10, 15 minutes was really getting into it because, like, you know, there was nothing in that in that game in that lower tier. It was horrific. It was the worst away end I've possibly ever been in. And we've been in some great away ends, haven't we? I mean, oh, yeah, we have. So I, we've I mean, improved. That proves minutes. we can do it. And we haven't was... always been winning 3 and 4 nil, or, you know, scoring goals for fun. We literally, you know, you have to set... I just seem... It seems like there's a lot of the fan base think, oh, it's a free hit. It doesn't matter. We might not win. They're too good. That's so negative, that thinking. Imagine, I'd never walk to Chelsea, would I, if I am, uh, had that thinking in my head positive mental attitude you win the game before you enter the pitch sometimes if your head is right you know lewis hamilton became eight-time world champion because he'd won every race before he got in the car he visualized it he believed it so much he banged about it so much in his practice in his life well, in the way analogy, he approached it analogy money this is just coming back lewis hamilton probably visualized that this year but the car wasn't good enough so, no, that's okay. But his visualization. So that doesn't mean you approach something by saying, "Oh well, we're gonna. Mm, we, we, it's a free hit. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Oh, it's City. That's right. I, I that agree what you're saying about the City game because it was a bit. It was a bit flat and the games. But like the Liverpool away, as well. The FA Cup. There's been end, so many games. Everton away. Yeah. Was, yeah. The atmosphere was. No, really it has to be better. You know, any any fan who thinks that atmosphere is absolutely brilliant. You know, when we think. You know, is this a library? You know, we I was singing it to our own fans. Yeah. Is this a library? Well, Man you know. City, the, the, the Man City fans were singing the light to the library three 0 but they weren't very yeah. good. Let's fact they no. actually never started singing until it was until they were two 0 up. Uh, mm. The producer says, like, do you think it gets boring for them? Uh, like winning 
every week or something like that. I don't know. But, like, mm-hmm. I want to take an analogy again. Arsenal, we went to Arsenal uh, pre-COVID two or three times. It, the atmosphere was awful. It was yeah. terrible. Look at the atmosphere at Arsenal. All we can do is that, all we can do is look after ourselves. And just gone. The atmosphere, the atmosphere when we went and played, I mean, in the... Um, Last year in February, it was electric. Because why are we talking about other teams? Teams playing better. Yeah, why are you talking about other teams? Who cares if they sing or not? All you can do is look after yourself. And I agree, but I'm just saying it's again. That's all you can do. Club. They're a football. That's all you can do. They weren't performing. Now they are, and the fans are believing. Yeah, mate, we can do better. We got a new manager in. We've signed two hundred million pound of players. We've got off the bottom of the the league. We've won a couple of matches. We were in a semi-final, and you know, we're potentially in a semi-final of the League Cup, and you know, a winnable match against Liverpool after playing them off the park at Anfield. From where we were, from the moment Bruno Large got the sack, you know, and then Steve Davis sort of tried to put us pieces together. Lopetegui, we have had a, a we have had a bounce, you know. We've, if we look at where we are, and where we are now, we were rock bottom, you know, and we've just Okay, we're not that far off the bottom, but we have climbed and we have won a couple of matches. And and I just honestly, I get frustrated. I do when I go to football matches and people just literally for the whole game just sit there and watch it. You know, there, like, there, there are people that will do that. Yeah. And go to that. Well, you're not one of them. I'm not one of them. Jack's probably not one of them either. I mean, but um, most of us are one of them because that's why the atmosphere isn't that good. I know, but what I'm saying. I do agree <laughs> with what you're saying. And it is a discussion point over a long period of time. The atmosphere seems to have dipped. And mm. the fundamental reason behind that to me is that people have literally, like, you know, we, we haven't had the excitement. We're not seeing the goals. And we've got to get behind the, the players and support them and lift them. And I think the fans have tried to do that, especially at the start of games and stuff like that setbacks happen or we're defending for 40, 43 minutes. It's not very exciting to watch. We, you know, when we had a go in Liverpool, second half, the atmosphere rose again. When we were attacking, we got something to get behind. But when you're just sitting behind the ball... So there's an argument. I agree. It's not good. And this is why there's been discussions going on today. You've probably seen some stuff on Twitter as well and stuff about that. But, like, it's, it's not a simple answer. Jack, you're... Come in again, because we do want to talk about the game, because, uh, you know, Manny makes some great points, and I'm playing devil's advocate, which I have to do, and come with the other argument. Where are you tend to be the voice of reason, what's your real gut instinct on this? I, I just think we, we've we've got to kind of have this pack mentality. You know, that, that was what really carried us during the new no times, wasn't it? This, this kind of one pack, you know, we don't care about anyone else. We're wolves and we'll do how we want to do it, when we want to do it, and we'll do it. And I think we've, we've kind of lost that a bit. I, I think personally, making a big general point here, I think because of the pandemic, I think a lot of people have got out the habit of going to games and going to football, mm. and they're just starting to kind of get that back into it. I mean, we've been to a lot of away games this year, and, and I don't think many grounds are as good now as they were pre-pandemic. I think people, whether the demographic has changed slightly, whether, you know, people who, who used to go to games don't go anymore for whatever reason, and you're getting a younger sort of generation coming through and they're not as used to singing and, and chanting and, and all that kind of thing. 
you know, I don't know whether that that's kind of something maybe for other people to to kind of discuss. And that's probably a, a, a university paper waiting to be written, isn't it, about sort of people's match going habits and things after lockdown. But it just doesn't seem to me that that we've got that mentality of of the pack anymore. I think we've kind of almost it's sort of like we just said we're very nervous we're very sort of as soon as something doesn't go right oh there we go we've lost today haven't we you know you could almost feel when when Haaland scored the first goal yesterday around me a lot of people kind of went oh that's that then isn't it you know because you just didn't feel that My attitude was, if we keep this 1-0 we're, never, we're, we're not at this game we can that, get it that, yeah. that was my yeah. attitude and even at 2-0 I felt the same um you know, because it was early, and I thought the, with the first two or three minutes of the second half, we looked so much better. And then, obviously, the, the penalty is a soft penalty. Horrific. But it was horrific. Nil, if we mistakes. get a goal back, yeah. you know what yeah. it's like. The third goal was the killer for me. And let's just bring back the, that. I want to bring that now onto the discussion about because I want the other guys to be able to come in and talk about Jose Saw. Um, I love Jose Saw. He's a character. He was top-ranked keeper last year in the Premier League. But he's made a few howls. He's got away with it against West Ham. There's it, debatable on his positioning for the Liverpool goal. He, I mean, the, the pass, I, I, there was no pressure on him for the for what he did at the weekend. Has he lost confidence? Is it because... Of, what do you think is the root cause of how he, he doesn't seem himself like... Is it... Is it the passing around at the back? Because he is a keeper that can do that. Because I don't know what. What do you think? Is it with Joseph? Because it just doesn't seem the same. Who to? Johnny to go on that one. Yeah, go on, Jack. Yeah, I, I think he's really struggling with with how Lopetegui wants him to play. I, I really do. Now, I I think actually this is it, it is an issue for Jose Sal, but it's also an issue. For Lopetegui, he's kind of got to go principles or pragmatism. He's got to either say, right, my principle is my goalkeeper plays out from the back. And if he costs us more goals in the future, so what? That's what I want him to do. Or does he go, actually, this goalkeeper can't do this. So we're going to have to ask him to do something different to what I want my team to do for the time being until I can either get a goalkeeper that can do it or I can coach him and work on the training ground with him to get what I want to do. They're the best managers in the world, the Guardiola's, the Klopp's. They go principle every single time. They mm. go, if we lose three games in a row, I don't care. I'm going to play exactly the same way next time because we'll win. I think Lopetegui's got a similar mindset. So I think he'll just tell Sarr, just carry on. Wipe it out your mind. Carry on. Because when it works, it's going to do exactly what we want it to do. Now, like you said, he, he made a mistake at West Ham, gave the ball straight to Bowen. He kicked the ball out for a corner against Villa. He kicked the ball out for a corner against uh, Forest, Forest or Liverpool. So he's making mistakes quite regularly. He actually made two very, very good saves in the first half. You know, two so, saves. So he the shot stopping side though. of his game is still. Yeah, yeah, but but that you know that's that part of his game is still very strong. You know, so you know Sarkic isn't the answer. I don't think he's no not not at Sars level. So you know, unless Lopetegui is going to pull a rabbit out of the hat in the transfer market and bring someone in, Jose is going to be the goalkeeper for the rest of the season. So it comes down to, like I say, Lopetegui. Is he going to say, right, forget what happened at Man City. That's what I want you to do. You carry on doing it. And if it costs us more goals in the future, so be it. Or does he say, actually, we need to stop cutting it. We need to cut out the mistakes, stop giving away goals. So in future, do this instead. That's kind of the, the big debate, isn't it? What, what does Lopetegui want him to do? Manny? It's been going on since our downturn in form. 
So we had that good January last year. And then remember the Leeds game at home when we were absolutely strolling it and suddenly we lost 3-2 at home, which was a crucial, crucial game. And Saar just had head loss moment after head loss moment, rushing out, charging, you know. And literally, he hasn't stopped since. Every single game, he's got a mistake in him. Virtually every single game. Yes, he's a brilliant shot stopper, I think. One-on-one, -on -one, he's really good. I think probably even on penalties, I think he's um, uh, he's got a bit of presence about him. But, you, you know, the goalkeeper, we know the goalkeeper position. You make a mistake, it's a goal. It's that that's the position you play in, and you go to places like Man City and and you know these teams that we're playing against these strikers in the Premier League. You can't make mistakes because you make a mistake. You, we we don't score anyway, so we don't score anyway, and so the pressure's on anyway. So you know the goalkeeper is always the person you're looking for to provide the assurity. And you know, no disrespect, he was probably single-handedly for a lot of the season kept us in a lot of games last year and, and took us to the position and um, uh, because we were low scoring then, but because he was playing so well. So when he, if we're not playing that well and he's not playing well, we're going to obviously be where we are, near the bottom of the be bottom of the table. So how long can you go on? Because it does literally go on in every game. There's usually one moment that you just hold your breath and think, what has he done there? Completely, you know... A rush of blood, like he doesn't just. I don't know what's changed. Something's changed. That's Tony Roberts is Tony Roberts is the the only one that was kept from the backroom staff, you know, and um, he's the goalkeeping coach. And literally, you know, I, I agree with Jack. I don't think Sarkic is the answer long term. So, do you carry on? And he keeps making mistakes, and he keeps giving you these heart in the mouth moments or do you bring a new, new goalkeeper? Me personally, I can't see Jose Sarr being at the club in the next year or two anyway. I don't think he's going to be a long-term keeper at Wolves. He wants to move away and I think so I'd does like, I'd, I'd love that Bono. Who did he yeah. Bono so from? I think, I think, you know, if we, if the window's open and if we, you can grab, keepers one of those positions which you can usually grab someone half decent experienced you know and and they don't usually cost a huge amount of money so maybe maybe it's something that we we look at you know just even if it's a backup or a bit of competition our our keeping the three of them don't seem the greatest trio that we've probably ever had you know uh, the third one is like completely untested and untried so yeah um for me, it's it's really on a knife edge now with him because it's been going on, like I said, since that Leeds game. Literally every single game that he plays, literally, there's a howler waiting to happen. And, and you can't this have is that. One of why I was like bringing it up, really, because it's not yeah. just an odd game. It's been going on a long, long, long time now. And yeah. you know, if your defence. You know, he's secure. But he does save you a lot as well. I'm not, you know, I agree with Jack. He does save you. He makes last-ditch saves when it's easier to score. And and he does do really well in that respect. But that's all wiped away when you make a mistake. You know, that, that was just such an awful... Yeah, we're playing at the back. And that's how Lopetegui wants to play. But there was actually no pressure on him that 
on Saturday. No, there, there was two when he received the ball there, it wasn't though somebody was running him down or, or the ball was a poor ball to him or it was near the touchline, you know, and he's trying his best and he gets robbed. It was complete head loss again, complete head loss, like he's daydreaming and he just passed the ball straight to them and said, here you go, have a hat-trick. You know, he must have had, he must have had a wager on Ireland hat-trick or something. It was a perfect pass <laughs> as well, wasn't it? John, um, we're going to go on to our highlight of the day, man of the match and performance rating. So if you could kick in first with that, please. Uh, yep. So uh, my highlight of the day, well, it, 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 I would have had a different opinion if I was there, but um, just just from what I saw, I have to say something about Saw because I, like we said last week, high risk, high reward. Uh, JLo's gonna stick with this, and and he and we're gonna have to figure out a way for him to work with uh, with Collins and Kilman, etc. But I, I actually thought Collins um, was. Um, I, my man of the match. Of course, I look at the data and everything, and of course, he was the highest rated of any of the Wolves players, and Saw was the lowest, as you know. Um, and uh, yeah, lot, lots of aerial duels. Uh, yeah, not, not a whole... I don't think any of us could say anything uh, of the three guys up front, so I, I think we have to go with Collins for me. And your performance rating? Um, perform, uh, total rating uh, out of 10 for the whole performance. Um I would have to give it a generous six. <laughs> and, okay. Did you give us your highlight of the day? Um, so, uh, well, I, I hate to say uh, it was a tough one for me uh, finding highlights. My highlight of the day was simply uh, my frustration with VAR and us finally getting one. <laughs> I know that's a cop out, but I was really over. That's, that's, that that's a fair comment. That's fair one, I, mean, it, it, I just am so frustrated by our situation with live var pool etc and I, I will be in the south bank for liverpool and it, we will not lose nor will we lose to a var decision we've got to be positive like manny said and we've got to sing the entire time and not blame the refs but unfortunately i just never saw us getting a, a var decision until the end of the season so we we got okay. that so that was my thanks idea. john thanks <laughs> jack same to you mate um in any particular order you want to go with Um, I just want to make a really quick point on on sort of a, a big picture point. We've had five yep. five league games under Lopetegui. We've beaten Everton and West Ham. We've drawn against Villa, and we've lost to the two Manchester clubs. So we're probably punching on an average, aren't we? Really. So yep. you're looking at the next few games. Liverpool again. You know, probably not expecting a huge amount. Could get something absolutely, and we've got to believe we can. But then we can. Very awful. You got to talk. <laughs> mm, mm. I think Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think we're kind of getting results that we'd expect to, is what I'm saying. And I think you know when, yeah, when those big games come and we need to get the points, I think yeah, we, I think we're getting getting them over the line, aren't we? Um, <clears throat> performance rating, I'm going to go five. I think we just didn't offer enough going forward. But when we did start to play, we was already three 0 down. I think they were sort of resting their legs and conserving energy, weren't they? They weren't going full full tilt for the last half an hour, which is why we had a bit more possession, a few more chances. Uh, highlight of the day, I think maybe Lamina's first start. I thought he gave us real energy, you know, in, in the middle. And, he, and he, he never hid from the ball. He kept trying to find it, trying to find spaces to play. I thought he dovetailed quite well with Neves and, and Nunes. That was really nice mm. to see. So, I mean, I think 
when Lamina came in, I, I sort of expected him to be a squad player, you know, coming off the bench with 20 minutes to go, like he did last week. But I think actually watching him yesterday, I think he's probably got a bigger role to play than I thought. So that was a real positive for me. Man of the match, I'd agree with Collins. I thought Collins was really good. He made a couple of really good clearances. Um, he was actually quite unlucky with, with the first goal because if you watch it back, Haaland gets his elbow into Collins' neck and just pins him down so he can't get up for the header. It's really, really good mm. forward play. Yeah, and we've said only Haaland's just, just brilliant. So so that, that was kind of... You can't even blame Collins for that not getting up because he's just been pinned, pinned down by, by the elbow. So Collins, man of the match, closely followed by Bueno. I thought against Mares, I thought he, he kept him very, 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 very quiet. So, so those two were probably my standout performers. Collins just shading it though. A brilliant analysis as always, Jack. And finally, Manny, yours, uh, your three highlight moments. Yeah, um, highlight of the day. Um, it was my birthday, probably. Hey, <laughs> nice. Hey, <laughs> happy birthday. You know what? The first um, away game that we went to this season, Leeds. I lost my keys, my wallet. I lost my everything. Um, Dave knows because he was he was in the car. Um, so my, my son got me a, a wallet with a tag on it, so you can find it. And so he gave me this wallet for the birthday. And I, as we was driving, he goes, "Oh, Dad, I don't think this com- is compatible with your phone." And I said, "Oh well, just return it." And he goes, "Can you get me a tissue out the glove box?" And I opened the glove box, and there was a brand new phone inside the glove box. Class, so that is, that's class. It class. So fair play, you know. And so that was the highlight because the the match wasn't my man of the match. I, I'm going um, to uh, say Hugo Bueno. The guy never ever has a bad game. For a young kid that we never even expected anything off this season, yeah. he is uh, literally our Spanish Dennis Irwin, 7 out of 10. You know what you're going to get. doesn't matter who he faces, whether it's Mo Salah or whether it's Riyad Mahrez, he keeps him quiet. And even if he doesn't keep him that quiet, he isn't the one that makes a ricket. You know, it'll be Sarah or Kilman or Collins. So it'll be somebody else who might have made, made a mistake. He generally doesn't make mistakes. He just plays it safe or he plays it well. He keeps the ball. Wonderful, wonderful talent. If we'd have paid 25, 30 million pounds for him, we wouldn't have it wouldn't have bothered us because we'd have thought, wow, what a blow we've got. So Hugo Bueno for me, I agree with Collins. I thought he has he was an immense game, especially in the first half. Kept it down to one nil. That goal was just Harland being a mean. Mean, mean. It just reminded me of Steve Ball. It reminded me of Steve Ball, the way he just jumped and bullied the defender and got him out of the way and got his header in, you know. The other thing that they did well there is that the the cross was instantaneous from De Bruyne. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It's Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? It's Kevin De Bruyne. We wish we'd have Kevin De Bruyne's foot on our our crosses because we can't cross like that. But, um... uh, and the other, um, the other person I have to really give a huge amount of credit to was um, uh, Sarabia. For a debut, you know, for, he, he, within two minutes, he's in the box and he's getting a header in from across. He's getting to the near post, which nobody did. Paul nobody has done all season. Going in. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. And then he had another chance that was blocked. And then he had a bit of a wild shot that went over. But he had three attempts inside the box. And um, he, he, there was energy there. And that started straight away. A half, yeah. I know they took Harlan, De Bruyne. They took everybody off, didn't they? But um, in the in the long picture, you've got to look at what Lopetegui's done. And he's took us off the bottom. Yeah. But I just want people to not regard any matches as just free hits and just sit back and 
Go for it, man. Positive mental attitude. Anyone can beat anyone in the Premier League. Anyone, man. The thing is, any 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 team. You Liverpool, the ninth and tenth, and they Chelsea are like down the. They're all struggling. They're all you know. Even even Man City are struggling to keep uh, on you know track with Arsenal with the pace that's been put up. So um, there's nerves everywhere, and and and, um, you know so. Performance rating, I can't give it more than four. And the reason I give it four is because we made basic mistakes. It would have been six or seven. It could have been a six, if um, uh, even if we'd have lost 3-0. If it wasn't our mistakes, it was just down to sitting playing brilliantly. Goals, really. when, you, when you give away a penalty and then you give away the softest, softest goal, you know, those two goals were our poor, poor, poor play. You can't give those moments more than two or three out of ten. So, uh, overall, four, max five. Fantastic. Guys, thank you ever so much for your contributions. It's been like a, a, a big start. We've got guys waiting in the back in the green room. Um, so, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. Brilliant debate, brilliant discussion to open the show. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you after Liverpool um, and we'll be... Uh, We'll have a great atmosphere at Molly. You'll be celebrating. Yes, we will. We're going to sing. Everybody just sing. Bring your voices. Make sure you lose them. You should not go home with a voice after a match. I don't care if you lose, win or draw. You should not go home with a voice. And we're going to carry this debate on with the next group as well, because I think it'd be interesting to hear their opinions on this as well. Guys, thanks very much. And see you you. you, you on the next one. Cheers. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So that was brilliant uh, debate there. Just want to say, um, guys... um, if you're new to the channel, if you do subscribe, uh, we're just one short of 30,500. So if you're watching this live, subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy, you can join in the, uh, in the chat. And again, thanks to, uh, to Wolf Life uh, for, um, for powering the show as well. And one other thing that I just want to talk about, because there's, we have a bunch of guys that do do ever such a lot of work um, on our website and if it's something that you've not got bookmarked, you need to have it bookmarked. This is the Always Wolves uh, website, which there's always latest news. If you look down here, we've got a few things there. A lovely article here about where it went wrong for Conchalo Geddes, things we learned from City, player ratings, the match reaction, a match report, stuff on Dawson. There's loads of content every single day, pretty much on the uh, the alwayswolves.co.uk website. So get onto that. Make sure you do a bookmark because there's some really good short and long reads. Right, we're going to now bring on uh, our next fans and pundits. And it's welcome 
to the show. Chris. Hi, Chris. The legend that uh, is Jason Guy. You're right, Jason. I'm all right, mate. You? Top man, top man. And making a debut tonight, Tom. All right, Tom? How are we doing? All right. Yes. Uh, Tom, before we get on to talking to the other guys, this is your debut, correct? The new signing. Yeah. Just tell everyone a little bit about you, because I think you wrote last week, a couple of weeks ago, wanting to come on the show, and we said we get on the next one. Just give everyone a background um, on you. Yeah, I was born in Wolverhampton, um, but I'm, I'm based down in London now. Um, yeah. Moved away when I was about five years old, but I'm still, you've got to support your home team. So, uh, you know, from the age of about seven or eight, that was when I got my first Wolves top and followed them ever since. You know, Fantastic. through the highs and many, many lows. So, yeah. We've been through the mill, haven't we? Um, just J- Jason, we're going to kick in with you first. Um you know, I don't think you, I don't think you went to the the game yesterday, but you go to yeah. a lot of some away games, and you go to pretty much nearly all the things. Just on the uh, the atmosphere thing, and we're going to come yeah. again to Tom and Chris on this one because it's something that's come up and surfaced today um, in the Match Day Experience Group. One of the Match Day Experience Group puts it out on Twitter. Manny's brought it up. Where are you sitting on uh, on it? Well, I, I did watch the game. Um, I think with regards to the atmosphere, Dave, it's a difficult one because if Wolves get relegated, crowds will drop. If we get relegated into League One, crowds will drop. If we go to the top of League One, crowds will increase. We're a fickle bunch and it's as simple as that. Until, you know, I, I agree with, the, the you know, you and you and uh, Manny having that argument was brilliant, by the way. Not no, debate. 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 Debate, of course. And we don't was. always agree on everything. And I like, you know, that, I agree that's, with that's these good. points and stuff that's good. We've got to debate things. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, I could see both sides uh, of the of the debate. Um, but listen, when we're going into matches and it is quite negative and, you know, we, we're in the bottom three or we've been in the, you know, bottom four now, if you like. It's hard to get excited. And when you're not scoring goals, and that has been a problem now for a good, what, 12 to 18 months, we're not going to get as excited as well. Why was he so excited under Nuno? It wasn't just Nuno. It was just the attacking football we were playing, albeit counter-attacking, um, beating the big teams, scoring lots of goals, Jimenez, Jota, you know, Neves at his pump. You know, listen, it was it was it was good times, but that was all down to the football, not just obviously, you know, Nuno galvanised it, I suppose, but it was down to the football. And at the minute, there's not a lot to get excited about. Yes, the atmosphere was better against Liverpool because we actually, you know, we looked value for money and we played really well. Um, but look, yesterday's performance was poor. And, you know, you, you start with the first goal with Collins, you know. Yes, I understand Haaland did a bit of a job on him, but we should be still defending that. Collins should have done better for me. He should have done. And you've got you've got to be critical because it was an easy goal for Haaland to score. And, he, you know, it shouldn't be made that easy. That's the easiest hat-trick he will ever get in his career yesterday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was like a 15-minute hat-trick just before half-time. And, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I, I thought Collins defended pretty much the whole game. Headed off the line, he made two... Uh, great late tackles on Haaland. But for the goal, I, and I come back, I think it's De Bruyne because he, and this is something that we don't, we sometimes do this where we pass it out to the uh, 
we get it there and we pass it back out and the guy takes a touch and the defender gets a chance to set. Whereas with De Bruyne, he literally floated it in first time and before Collins could get set or whatever, De Bruyne, I mean, um, Haaland was on it and he was never going to not miss that. I, I watched the match of the day, um, pundits on that, basically saying he should have been a lot tighter so he couldn't get the momentum to jump up. I mean, I your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it was it was just too easy for me. And he's playing from the back, Dave. I've, I've got to have my rant about that. Well, um, hold that, hold that rant. Well, I'll hold it. Then I'll hold it because because I think I think we're going to have a discussion about this. Because on this sec- section, I do want to dis- I do want to uh, discuss this. But before we go on to that, I just want to talk about the crowd bit, and then yeah. we're going to come back on yeah. to the playing at the back because I think that's quite important. Chris, um, your thoughts on the uh, the the atmosphere. Home and away, especially at Molyneux. I think, I think, I think, Dave. The the issue for me is you go into that match yesterday. You look at the team. You know exactly what we're going to do before you start off. We're going to sit back. And we're going to try and catch ease with something with a bit of pace, and that's it. The last three times I've been to Wolves to watch a game, um, sitting the steep ball towards your end of the uh, of the ground, and. I have a bad neck in the first half, and I have a bad neck because the ball never leaves our 18-yard box. It's between Collins, friggin' Saar, and then Kilman and back and back. And if we ever do get it over the line, usually our fullbacks get a headache or a nosebleed, turn back and play it back, and we do the same again. We spend so much time with the ball in our box that I, I reckon, I'd love to see the stat, I reckon we must have the ball in our box 45 50% of the game. Now, if you're going to make a mistake every six minutes defending and you've got that ball for half the game in your box, you're going to make three or four calamitous mistakes because it's, it's, it's percentages and odds. We, we need to move the ball out of the danger area and stop pissing about with it like we do because it's just, it's just a waste of time. We're inviting people on. We smother ourselves with any, any momentum. I'm just absolutely bereft of any reason why we do it. We haven't even got the players to do it. And it worries me that the manager doesn't see that. I have got a view on this and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over to Tom again, Tom, and then we're gonna come back to Jason because I know Jason wants to make a strong point on this as well, and then I'll give you a look at it. Come on, love it. Tom, over to you. Um you know, you probably um I don't know how often you get a chance to get to Molyneux or get to an away game, so you might not you probably watch it on the I don't know you can tell us, but you might have a view on the atmosphere, but also on this point that Chris has, and Jason's going to talk about in a minute on the uh, the style of play passing it out from the back that type of thing. Get stuck into that. Yeah, uh, just just firstly back on the atmosphere. I mean, being in London, I don't get a chance to go to the mall as nearly as often as I'd like to. Um, but I'm probably going to be able to get to go and watch the Fulham game uh, next month. So uh, I'll be able to gauge the uh, the away support on that one over at Craven Cottage. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, as I'm watching um, on the uh, you know um, live streams, um, I've, 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 the Wolves fans are quite quiet. I'm, I'm not going to lie, um, and it does worry me a little bit that I think the fans have got like some kind of hangover from the Bruno Large era, um, from the total negativity that we've been used to over the last season season and a half. I think there's quite a bit of a hangover going yeah. on to Lopetegui's reign. Good point. Um, but as uh, one of the one of your guests mentioned earlier, 
Um, if, if you look at the five games that Lopetegui's had, we've beat the teams around us and we've drawn against Villa at their gaff, which isn't a bad result considering how they're doing. And we've lost to the two Manchester clubs. Now, I would have taken that all day long, 100%. Uh, but with regards to the atmosphere, yeah, it, it does sound flat. I mean, but, but even when I'm watching it on, on my computer screen or on the telly, it, it, it doesn't sound like it used to, which I think it is a hangover from the negativity from the previous manager. Um, what, 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 what was the other point, Dave? The... the um... The, the style of play, the passing from the, the back. Of play, yeah. Jason's going to come in in a minute. Just before you carry on on that, Tom, I just want to yeah. say a big thank you to Ben Blakemore, um, who's just become a fully-fledged member of the channel. Um, really is appreciated. If you do want to become a, a member of the channel, we've got different things. We've got a nice little Discord group. Ben, the link is on the uh, the members community tab. Uh, let us know that you can get on there, introduce yourself on the uh, the Discord group. But thanks for supporting the channel. It's really much appreciated. Um, go, the bit that we're going to get on to next, uh, before we get on to Jason, because I know he's itching, uh, which is why I'm holding him back, holding the reins back, is on the playing out the, the back, the way to start, how we're passing around on the back. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, let's, let's make no bones about it. Uh, Lopetegui is a top-class coach. He's been there and done it at the very top end. I mean, you, you don't get the Spain job by being rubbish at your job. You just don't. That that just doesn't happen. Um, the whole playing out from the back thing, that starts with your man between the sticks, the goalkeeper. Um, if your goalkeeper's jittery with his footwork and he can't pass the ball as quickly as he might do if he was... I mean, basically, Jose Sarr just needs to calm down a little bit. You know, he's been far too erratic since probably probably March last year, and it's carried on and on and on. Like, like Manny said before, it's been going on for a long, 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 long time. Um, and Lopetegui's come in. He, he is going to play from the back, and we've just got to suck it up. As Wolves fans, we've just got to suck it up and see what he can do with what he's got, because that's all he can do, because it's not his squad. Um, it, 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 he didn't bring in Saar. He didn't bring in Collins. He didn't bring in Kilman. He hasn't brought in Bueno. He hasn't brought in Semedo. So it, none of the none of that back four or five are his players. So he's got to work with what he's got to work with. Um, and I think the best person that we have on the ball is Bueno. Uh, but every time Sar looked for Bueno, Mares was there. Every yeah. time we went to go go to Semedo, the other lad was there. Grealish was there. You the make two centre really halves are his only options, and they're not the best they, on the ball. That's the way that um, City plays. What, it, yeah, just 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 one more. Um, but I think what what needs to happen is either Nunes or Neves or both need to come back to make that spare man in the middle, and then Sar can just go straight through the middle, find Nunes, find Neves, whoever it may be, and leave the centre halves alone because they they they're just not as good on the ball as Samedo or Bueno, but they're always occupied by Mares and Grealish, so we didn't really have a lot of choice on what to go for. Jason. Okay, let's hear it. Can I mute you three now? I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, I'll start by saying I'll start by saying Lopetegui is a top class coach, and I'm not a tactician. I'm not going to tell people what to do. But what I will say is, we're in the bottom four. We're low on confidence. Why on earth are we when we play against Man City, arguably one of the best club sides in the world, 
who could set up to beat anyone. Why are we trying to play from the back? Because what happens is, Saar yesterday made a mistake. And, I mean, that is an indefensible mistake. Whichever way you look at it, that is just ridiculous. He's not under pressure. He just gives the ball straight straight to their... Um, who was it? Tamares, right? Um, if you're going to play from the back, why not give it to someone like Nevers and Matinho, someone who, under pressure, when they've got two men around them, can get the ball and lay it off? But no, we've got players who have been making mistakes all season. And we've got players massively low on confidence. Why put them under any more pressure? Saar's not going to forget that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And and then inevitably, what happens is, one of them panics and hoofs it up. So why, instead of pissing around, risking... You know, I've never seen... Sorry. Well, just, Tom, we only need you to say that word now. We've got the full set. Yeah. But why are we messing around at the back like that? Stop pissing about. I just... I just don't understand it. And I put it on Twitter today and it, it got a, a, a positive reaction, you know, because every time it happens, my heart's in my mouth and I'm expecting something. I'm expecting to concede. And uh, I just uh, don't understand why why we play the, the way we do and then end up, like I said, end up hoofing it up the pitch. Why, why, why don't they just do that straight away and risk getting someone on the end of it and risk creating an attack? How many attacks have we created this season from Saar starting it on the edge of the six-yard box and putting it out to Collins or putting it out to Samado? How many attacks have we started this I, season? I know the answer to that, Jason. Yeah, well, I it's, think I know the it's, answer. It's 33 for the other teams. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, now I'm going to pull back on this, Jason. Now, I'm going to... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Listen, to me, I have no problem with them playing that style of football. I think Collins is good on the ball. I think Kilman is good on the ball. Bueno, we know, is good on the ball. Samedo's improved. My, I worry about Saar because, the, the, like I said, the, the, the goal, there was a, he, he played the most stupidest ball because the player he was trying to play it to, which he didn't even get anywhere near reaching, yeah. was had someone right on the back of him straight away. So he'd have had to yeah. flick it out. And he had a player to the left that was open, another player yeah. to the left that was open, yeah. and he just played the hardest but ball. So who's starting these moves? Jose Sar. How many corners is he giving away from the same moves? Or we put it out for a throwing in a dangerous area? It's time. Well, this time is what this is what I put as the headline for this game, and I've, you know, it's a debate. It's something we've got to discuss because yeah. you can forgive anyone a mistake because yeah. we're all human and yeah. makes mistake. But Sar recently has made. Error in pretty much every game. The Liverpool yeah. game, the West Ham game, this, yeah. like the kicking out the corner, the, the, yeah. he got away with it against West Ham because basically, because he didn't quite pass it to the player, yeah. he, we had chance to regroup and we just about scrambled it away. But like you give it to them, and you know it's so it's you know Haaland is going to never score. That's the question: Is Saw becoming bless his cotton socks a liability? Well, yeah, he is, and uh, I, I think he is. And I don't think so. Listen, it's great he can make saves, but when we signed him, that was his dream, it wasn't it? You're a goalkeeper, that's what he gets paid for to make saves. He doesn't get paid to constantly make mistakes. Yes, he yeah. makes great saves, but why put him under pressure? Well, I don't want to see Jose Sar touch the ball once in any game. No, but, but there's somebody telling him to do anyone. that, please. He touches it more than anyone. And why? Because we're always under pressure. So why? They're playing this style of football when we're in the bottom four, inviting that pressure on against What Manchester style of football City. would you want us to play, Jason? 
Well, I just don't want to see us playing it across the back. I just because I don't think we've got the what's person. What's the answer to that? Lump it up, lump it up the pitch. There's, there's no reason why no. he couldn't clear that ball. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think lumping up the pitch is the answer. But equally, look, Dave, come on, look how we're playing it right across our six-yard box. Time again, right? I've seen him, and he's he's just got there in the nick of time. And every time I'm shitting myself. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm crapping myself. So. What are the players around him thinking? Come on, Dave. Dave this, this is, I think this is the this pressure point. on. I think this is the point. Because Sars got this gaff in him all the time, it's created a nervousness. Now, yeah. I'll come back and Chris, you can come in a minute. And then obviously, Tom, if you want to chip in as well. I don't particularly have a problem with the with him playing. I can see what they do. They draw it. They, and then like what Chris, I think Chris said, you want to a midfielder that they can play forward to and then get the ball running up through the middle of the pitch. That's what Nunes is there for. That's why Nevis has been dropping deep to play these balls and stuff like that. But what's been happening, we ain't been getting that ball because City are so good. It's Manchester you're right, are so good at what they do. Against you, another team, exactly. you know, we play, but not against Man City. You can play, against, you can play against some teams. You can play against Everton, for example, because they're not going to be any threat to you. You can play it against possibly West Ham. You can play it against, I don't know. But you can't play against Man City. You can't. And, no. and, and that, that's the thing, because they're so good. At, they're all over you like a rash. Yeah. And they know exactly when to go and, and box you in. And then you make the mistake. And, it, and it's like, another one. So it's like um, attacking corners as well. When we, we're playing short corners. Who was we playing the other night? And it was um, Liverpool. And we're chasing a game. We're a goal down. We're chasing a game. And right at the very end, why doesn't Saar come up for that? Because he had absolutely nothing to lose. Why didn't Saar come up for that? Right. I'm not singling out Saar. But then we start playing short corners, cross the ball into the box. It's the last second of the game. It doesn't matter. Just cross the ball into the box. It could hit a defender. It could hopefully one of our strikers hit the ball into the box. I can't understand why they're playing short corners in the last minute of a game against Liverpool. And, and that, that did frustrate me as well, Jason, because it was like an opportunity. If you don't get the ball in the box, you don't... Crossing the box. could happen. I would, yeah, they might, they might clear it, but we just dilly-dallied about with it and we never created anything. Tom, and we're going to come yeah. back to you, Chris, I know you want to say, you're hearing the debate on here. Do you want to chip in with your thoughts on this before we get stuck into the game itself? Yeah, it's 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 a difficult one, really, because we, we haven't got that focal point up front to lump it to. Because um, at the moment, Jimenez, the ball just bounces off him. He's literally like a bobbling pin. It just stands there, the ball bounces off him, and we've lost it, and Man City recycle the ball again. Um, Huang and Adama, well, I mean, I can understand Lopetegui's... Um, tactics on the game I mean I had no issues with the defence and the midfield that midfield three that back five is I think what we should stick with from but the front three was disappointing for me uh, especially just not for much but when Adama did beat his man he had Jimenez right next to him out on the wing what the hell is he doing there um, so there's there's no one in and around the area for the wingers to pass it to in the first place. And for the whole um, passing through the back, like yourself, Dave, I've got no issues with it. 
but someone from the midfield needs to drop back in. I mean, we've got technically brilliant midfielders in mm. Mateus and Neves. If one of them just dropped in, so I can just play the ball to them, flick it off to one of the fullbacks, and away we go. Preferably, Bueno yep. and Samedo. I mean, Samedo's picked up the last couple of games. Um, I mean, he was one of the best players on the park uh, yesterday. Um, and, uh, yeah, because we've got, you know, technically gifted midfielders. Get it to them. You know, instead of, as uh, Jason so eloquently put, pissing about at the back, just get it in the midfield as soon as possible. Get it in there because Nevers and Mateus are two wonderfully gifted footballers who can trap the ball, keep it, pass it off. That's all they need to do. I mean, the, the, the yeah. amount of times that Man City did that was Edison and Abbott, Rodri would get it. Edison and Abbott, Rodri would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just passing it to the centre halves every single time. It was either Collins or Kilman, Kilman or Collins. There was no straight through to the midfield. We've got to bypass the centre halves, get it into the midfield, and get the ball rolling and pass it. This, to is, quicker. this is why so we've got. This is why we've got the likes of Nunes because Nunes can run with the ball. And again, exactly. again, and I, I understand. Deep. Again, the thinking behind it because it draws players yeah. on, it opens the space in the midfield. Yeah. You got to get that, you got to move it quicker, and then you got to play that ball into the middle so you can open them up and if run. If we've up. got better defenders, Dave, we can play that system. If we've got more confident defenders, we can play that oh. system, right? Yeah. But when we're in the bottom four, as we are with a young defence who do make mistakes, we can't play that system, awesome. in my opinion. No, that's a good. It's a, this is why it's good debate. Chris, you wanted to come back in there. I think I think that's it. For me, we do not have the right components to play the type of football we are at the back at the moment. He's he need, you know Dawson might make a difference. I don't know, but we we don't have it, so we shouldn't do it. And I'm disappointed that the manager perseveres with it because he should have realised I'm 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 inviting trouble onto myself here by doing this. I've I've got to find a different way. He's got to get the midfielders doing it, or he's got to look at getting the ball out a different way completely. It. Yeah, I think Sars getting a bit of a rough ride because he's he's a goalkeeper, shot stopper, and and we've kind of ended up morphing into this bloody Franz Beckenbauer type goalkeeper. And he's keeper. Not, yeah, he's not he's not that. He, he can't be that. You know, it, I, I think I said to I sent Jason the message I think yesterday on Twitter. I, I'm an engineer, so I, I look at things in an engineering basis, and it's like we're trying to change a plug with a chisel, a hacksaw, and a hammer. You know, we, we, we've got the wrong things to do that job. You know, we should go back to, you know. I think I've changed the plug using a, a chisel and a hammer before. See, I'd argue that both Kilman and Collins are ball-playing midfielders. They're just young. And, that you know, I think Collins has improved a lot. He, when he, had his, he, he, made, he had the red cord. I think he lost a lot of confidence. I think the last few games, you started to see him a lot, lot better. Most people were saying he was man of the match yesterday. I thought he did. Oh, I said he was in my report. But, but, yeah. but, but my, my issue is they're not at the moment. And that, that isn't down to ability. It's down to confidence. So why on earth we're giving them more time on the sodding ball? I do not know. Mate, yeah. this is why they, they they have a training pitch. They run these drills. They'll be running them and running them and running them. And Lopetegui, is, he's, got, he's got a system he wants to play. He's got a way of doing his job to get the points. I, I, you know, if if Saar is going to make a mistake like that, I'm glad it's against City when we're 2-0 down. Fair play. I mean, you wouldn't want it to be against like a Southampton and we're 0-0 and stuff like that. But I just think 
we've got to have another way of playing. If you become too predictable, which is, I think, the issue, then soon, very, very soon, they, that's the way we play. We know how to get on top of them. We'll force a mistake, like you're saying. You make three or four mistakes a game, and one of them is going to concede in the goal. We have to have a plan B and a plan C. When Cody was playing at the back, and maybe that's what you know, and I don't, that's gone. I'm not going to hop back to that. We had that diagonal loop ball. Who? Yeah, we had that. Diagonal you got your Isle of Connor Cody t-shirts on again, Dave. You're, you're going to put that on on the podcast when we do it in person. <laughs> But we had the, the diagonal long ball out the back that we had as a different option that we could chip it out for. And so they, I they both them centre halves are, are capable of hitting that ball diagonally as much as Cody were. They They've done we it. I've seen them do it. We were playing a back five then. Jason, where do you think um and Dawson's gonna fit into this? Where is he coming in um as a backup? Is he coming in to play in the centre of uh, a back five? Well, is he there for his leadership? Well, I mean he's a good uh, song. The West Ham fans are in tears over it. Yeah, I did say it was a very astute signing. Um, yeah, he played for a few clubs, but he's had a good career. What I'm particularly excited about is the fact that he, he offensively, um, he does score goals as well. So he gets up for corners. And I think that's something we've actually been lacking a little bit. Um, I mean, we're not getting goals from any part of the pitch. So if a defender can chip in with some, that's great. And he has got a decent goal scoring record for a defender. He does. Fact, He's probably oh, better I don't think our centre halves are any good at all offensively in corners. The can last time we had that, one was Bolly. Chris, can I just come in on this? You know, the, the producer was at the game and she actually came out and said, Why can't our centre backs head the ball on actually at goal? They, they, they head the ball like they're clearing it when they're in the, uh, in the corners. Yeah. You know, I, I think just score goals. I think Dawson's a very astute signing. He obviously knows the league very well. Um, he knows what it's like to be down the wrong end of it as well this season. But I, I just think it's a good signing. He's 32. He brings a bit of experience. Hopefully, he can uh, shore up the players around him, uh, which he will. Add some experience. And I think that's what we've been lacking, really, defensively. Um, so, I think he, he's a very good sign. I think he'll fit in well. With regards to the game, Dave, you know, I agree completely with Manny. No game is a free hit. 11 v 11, whichever way you look at it. We, you know, we've beat, we've beat Man City in the past. We shouldn't go into any game uh, thinking, you know, well, we're not going to get anything from this today. And I keep saying every game's a must win for us. And um, people go, no, it's not. No, it's not. We've got plenty of games left. And then there's 19 games. Then there's 18 games. There's 17 games. There's 16 games. And then every game is a must win. So why, why, we should be looking to set up and, and obviously beat teams now. Yes, Man City was always going to be a tough ask. But when we played the way we did yesterday, um, and I'll give my performance rating now a 5 out of 10, you're not going to go to Manchester City and put a 5 out of 10 performance in and draw the match. Or you, know, you ain't going to win gonna it. It's not going to happen. Not. So, all across the park, you know, things obviously do need to improve. I don't think anyone was stand out for me. I think Sarabia done well when he come on. Sarabia, however you pronounce it, I thought he did well. When I'm he not sure. Right. Is it Sarabia? Is it Sarabia? I'm not sure. Sarabia. Well, Sarabia. Uh, Sarabia. I mean, I just yeah, call him Bob. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Trory who put a great ball in, and I think it was Trory for that one anyway. And and Sarabia got it at the near post, and once again, that's something we have missed. Um, I thought he played well. I think Pedence. I think where. Uh, where we, we Lopetegui probably got it wrong. He's he's not starting. I, I, I don't know why Pedence didn't start because to me, he's our best player. He scored five out of our twelve goals. Yeah. He needs scored uh, again. He he come on, and, and what Pedence does, he he, he he doesn't think really. He'll have a snapshot, 
and gets one that. off. And, that, and and the defenders don't always anticipate it. The goalkeeper certainly doesn't anticipate it. And that was only the other side of the post. But that was a great effort. So, yeah, for me, Pedence should have started, really. Um, man of the match. Oh, Pedence didn't play that long enough to give it him, really. But I've got to agree again with Manny on, on Hugo Bueno. Young lad, he's come in. He hasn't set a foot wrong. He's been fantastic. He looks like he's been playing the game for, for, for 10 years. You know, you wouldn't believe he's just come into the side and recently made his debut. Offensively as well, attacking-wise, he, he, he can put a good cross in and he defends well. So, for me, I mean, but, but you know, Ain't Nori, he's, you know, he's technically keeping Ain't Nori out the side and, and, and Ain't Nori's a great player. But for me, man of the match, uh, Bueno. Performance, five out of ten. Moment of the match, star. Because I just don't want to see that happen. And I want it to be highlighted because it, it, it can't happen. And that, that pass... You know, what does he do? So, half the day, he's spending shot-stopping at training. The other half of the day, he's doing passing. Because if not, he evidently, if we're going to play that style of football, he needs to. Because if that happened in midfield, or if that was Collins, or if that was, you know, it, we just it's wouldn't not, expect it. it. It's not, but it's a good one to highlight. Uh, 21st century, uh, Rick, thank you for joining the members. Get on the community tab, members community tab, and you can... Get the link on the Discord group and introduce yourself to all the guys and gals on that. Thank you for supporting. Tom, we're going to come to you now for your moment or highlight of the day. What It could be anything. It could be just having a cup of tea at half-time, whatever it is that made you happy. <laughs> um, your performance rating and your man of the match. Uh, highlight of the day uh, was probably that touch when Pedence took the ball out of the sky from a great pass from, I think it was Neves, out on the left-hand side in the second half, literally uh, shortly after he came on. He pinged this beautiful 50-yard pass and Pedence just took it on his toe and just carried on running. Beautiful touch. Um, and again, uh, agree with Jason. I don't know why it wasn't starting. Uh, that, that that front three was completely wrong, um, in my opinion. Completely wrong. Uh, I and I think Lopetegui kind of, kind of said that in his post Yeah. Match. I think that's, that's, that's the first time uh, since he took over that he's admitted he's made a bit of a boo-boo. Um, but, you know, uh, when, when Pedence and Sarabia and Cunha were, were linking up, that looked promising. Um, and and, and Pedence is our player in form at the moment. Um, so for him not to start was a bit of a puzzle. Um, uh, performance rating... Probably go for a five, and that's being generous because uh, all, all, all three goals uh, were avoidable, one hundred percent. I mean, the, the first goal, um, Mateus tracked back with Bueno to double up on Mares, which left De Bruyne free to just hit that cross straight onto Haaland's head. So, uh, and, and the other two speak for themselves. Um, I mean, for for the captain of the club to make a challenge like that, I mean, I know the penalty is soft, but it was always going to be given because of where we were playing and the way the referees are. Um, but that was a, a big mistake from Ruben. Uh, and the third goal, just, yeah, it's just awful, isn't it? That was the killer goal for me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because I, I thought a 1-0, a, a you, you, you're still in the game. And I think that's when Lopetega made his changes at half-time, hooking off the, the, the three up front that we had previously, bringing on the He's other guys. Got to make those sort of decisions, which I like about yeah, opportunities. Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, and it speaks volumes that we didn't have had zero shots, zero shots on target for the whole of the first half, and then within 
90 seconds of the second half. We'd already yep. had two. You know, um, so this guy knows what he's doing. Um, and uh, man of the match, uh, I'll probably go with Collins, uh, but it's pretty tight between Collins and Bueno. Uh, but I'd have to go with Collins for his uh, goal line headed clearance that he made to stop it from being 2-0. Uh, yeah, that's that's really good. Some great points as well. Uh, we're going to come on to Chris now. So I'm going to be interested with the man of the match last. Performance okay. rating first and moment or highlights of the game second because we want us. I'm interested to see in that order what it is. Right, so my performance rate was five. Yeah, which is what I put on the article that I did. Yeah, it was a great time. article. Go and check that um, out. Always uk. Player. I haven't got a highlight, but I want to highlight the referee because I referred to him as Mister Cheat throughout my report. Yeah. Um, this I could have referred to him as something it else is, that rhymes with coot, but I don't want to really say it on national TV or whatever it is. National um, TV. If I get on national <laughs> TV, why I'm not? We've all made it. Um, <laughs> I, I just can't comprehend what was going on. I mean, you somebody else already mentioned that the, um, in fact, Chris, on your uh, after match thing, that that was not a foul by Coleman. It was it was an absolute joke. And he, he, he books him. And he's he's just booking our players willingly. He, I mean, the one with Wang was absolutely ludicrous. He was being fouled, not not Even fouling. Matthew Day said that. And yeah. that was like, and oh my God. It, it was like Rodri piled in four or five times. And in the end, he had to book him. And he said four or five. Each one of them fouls Rodri did was as equal or worse than the ones that we did and got bookings for. Each one. You know, he was it. It was terrible. He, he, he has to be the worst ref we've had all season, and that's saying something. And, and he went the other way. He went the other way. Then he started giving us things that weren't things. And then when and it was, it was too like, there? So my highlight was. And your man of the match. Yeah, that man of the match. I, I gave it Collins. I I gave it in because a couple of good head, headline clearances and and things like that. I know we made a couple of errors, but I, I just put that down to the amount of time that we're playing with the ball at the back is going to happen. It's inevitable. So I can't really count those. I thought he I thought he's been a little bit better of late, but I'm not I'm not comfortable. I mean yeah, we talked about Erling Haaland and, and I think they were saying in the first group that, you know, somebody was leaning on him. Well, you know, I, I used to play football and, and Jason, as you know, is quite a bit bigger than me. But I, I, I would have stopped Jason getting that header because if he's going to do that on me, I'm going to stand on his foot. He's not jumping out in the air. And it, it, we, we've got to get more savvy. We, you know, people are doing this to our centre arse. We got they got a bully back. They're too nice and too futsal. I just don't like. You know, can we get our centre arse to centre arse and not, you know, what what we've got? And that that's what I think is the problem. Jason took a deep. Breath then. No, just, just no. I agree. I just think that, and I, I said the point earlier that Harlan will never score a hat trick easier than that in his career. Will he? he won't. Penalty. No. <laughs> I mean, that last goal for Binek. Even I just scored that. <laughs> I mean, I won't say. I'm not Costa saying. would have scored that. I'm not saying Collins helped him, but I f- it, it was almost like. I have seen you miss a penalty for our team, though, Jason. Kick me when yeah. I'm down, Dave. I've seen that on video as well. Hang on, I scored the first one. You did. <laughs> You're watching yeah. Your yeah, but, yeah, but the ref had to load his whistle and the goalie he, wasn't he, in the net, Jason. In fact, it was identical to Kane's, wasn't it, as well? Over the bar. Do you remember? He's gone. He's disconnected. 
No, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, sorry. <laughs> but it was still good fun. Um, right, finally, we've literally uh, five minutes left of the uh, the full 90 minutes that we've played. So the last thing uh, before we finish is just to literally pop yeah, around. Yeah. Start with, we're going to go Tom, Chris and Jason. Um, transfer window, just over a week to go. What business needs to be done in the last seven days? Tom. Striker. Um, a striker. Possibly a striker and maybe a striker. So uh, a number nine. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, yeah, definitely a number nine. One that can take a goalkeeper's punt downfield, bring it down, play it back to the full-backs and we move on that way. That's what it's all about. That's what we need. We've uh, already got one in, in, in Sasha Kalajdzic, but he's injured, isn't he? And yeah. that was Bruno Large's fault. I'm glad we didn't um, get Ings, though. He's now injured now <laughs> for no, a few months. Um, I mean, to be fair, I would have liked Antonio, but it, with Ings getting in, injured... I don't think that's going to happen now. I mean, what he can do, Antonio, is take a ball and hold it up. And, and that's true. the sort of load we need. Um, I don't know whether we need anybody else up front. Um, Gredes, obviously, is gone. And I don't think we need anybody to replace him, really. He didn't do much anyway. But, um, yeah, probably, probably, I think, I'd like another centre-half, to be honest. Another one on top of Dawson? Yeah. Because we've got Dawson, Totti Gomez, Kilman and Collins. That's four centre half. Mosquera. Mosquera's gonna go out on loan. Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't, I just don't think what we've got is suited to how we play, so we've either got to change how we play or change the people. Okay, well that's your your opinion on that one. Jason? Well, we've got seventy five midfielders, so we don't need one of them. I don't know well, why they're... Well we've got well hopefully that Joe's Joe A Joe Gomez will come in and they... Funny, I've I never mean, heard of him. No one's been mentioning him. No, apparently he needs to be freed. Yeah, Neves and Matinho are clearly departing at the end of the season, you'd imagine. So that's why, obviously, he's packing out the midfield. And flipping it. Chris has been drinking. Um, yeah, uh, listen, a, a centre, an old-fashioned centre-forward who scores goals. That's all I want for Christmas. That's all we need. It's not all we need. Christmas. Don't say for Christmas. Priority. That's that's eleven months away. No, that is the, that is the priority, and it's been the priority for twelve months. Um, I'm pleased we signed Dawson. I think that's a great sign. Yeah, we need the uh, leader in the dressing room as well. An extra thing, and all the West Ham fans they call him Ballon Dawson. Is what they I call know. Him. Yeah, I've seen. I've yeah. seen. Um, and the, the, you know, every West Ham fan come on in he'll the comments. Now, brilliant. Defence for flipping six games. We'll be calling him Les Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and let's hope that the defence won't be letting any goals in and it'll be blankety-blank. Oh, come on, Dave. I don't know how I got associated with... So we, that, that, I mean, Dave, we had a chat this afternoon. We planned all these gangs, didn't we, Dave? <laughs> you set me up. If only you could set me up like... And you like, can finish, um, yeah. Bruyne does, and I'll bang him yeah. in the net like Haaland. Yeah, centre-forward for me. Yeah, that's... Who, that's, do you, that's, who, who would you... If, Who's going to come? What centre-forward would it be? I mean, have you got a no, name? There's a, there's a centre-forward I love, but I don't think we could get him, and that's Mitrovic. Um, I don't know why it cost the prize him away, but I think he's a, he's a real handful, and he's got a lot to his game, a, a hell of a lot to his game. He had a great season last season in the Championship, and equally this season he's doing very well. So, for me, it would be Mitrovic. Um, 
like I said, I don't know what he cost. It's the, the today's transfer. I wouldn't leave Fulham anyway. I tell you what, um, it was all going wrong. It's all going wrong uh, over at Chris's. Yeah, Chris, he's got his iPad case. He's bought off eBay and he keeps collecting. <laughs> Dodgy corporate gifts, that's what this is. And there, yeah, it's, 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 it really is. Listen, guys, it's been absolutely, it's been a brilliant show tonight. We've had uh, we've had some really great debate, um, which is what it's all about, talking about the issues. Dave, will you and Manny make up? Because I'm not going to sleep tonight unless you... <laughs> yeah, it's trouble me. It's trouble me. has me as well. I, I just yeah, have to myself. Dave was going... Yeah, no, no, no. I'm like... Listen, my job as running this is to give the alternate arguments and discuss. Oh. So it's the, it creates the discussion, which is we can't just go yes, yes all the time. It, it, Manny, when Manny comes on, he, he, he's always Manny, a bit like you, 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 you know, Jason as well. People stand up and they, they will listen, and he makes some good articulate points, which is good. And it's difficult sometimes to challenge because he's so good in how he puts things across. Yes. But you've got to. Put the alternate group, and it creates great debate. I, I, I'm just said, texted him. I said, "Manny, how are you?" And he said, "I don't want to talk." You said, "You know, it, it, it was brilliant." And like, likewise with the passing the ball across the back and stuff like that. You, you got to have discussions because there's arguments to for and against. And I there think, is, there is, there you is. know, it's got to be. There's got to be alternate options. They've got to move it quicker. They've got to have that ball into midfield to get it up, and then it would work. But it's too slow, too predictable. And against the city side, playing that way, like you quite rightly said, you're never going. It's not going to work. But against other teams, it will. Final thoughts, um, Tom. Have you enjoyed your debut? It's been great. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to come on again uh, if if he'd let me. You know. Absolutely. When you want to come on, just uh, get in touch and uh, we'll get you on. Chris, final words from you? Nothing. I think we've just got to uh, carry on. I mean, uh, you know, in in general, performances are better. I think he, he is having an effect, the manager. We've just got to sort of push on now for the next three or four games and hopefully get some points back. And I think we'll all be in a better place. And if we're in a better place, we won't be so jittery when we play the ball between the two centre-arse and goalkeeper all game. Because that's that out that you know they're feeding off us as well, and we're like, oh for God, it's a it's a circular thing. We just got to keep our heads down and go at it, and we'll be all right. Blimey! <laughs> I've killed the show. <laughs> Chris, what are you doing? Uh, I know he wanted me to sum up. He didn't need to turn it off. Dave's lost for words. Hey, maybe Manny's rocked up at his house. Yeah, he's probably smashing on the end. He's literally there banging his door down right now. I reckon Manny's rocked up and he's having a strain with him now. He's completely gone. Well, Jason, you're the longest running. I'm the host. You better turn on the host. Oh, God. Right then, guys. So, where do you think we're going to finish this season then? I think. Oh, there we go. What happened? What happened? Just went dead. I've actually. No, Dave. I heard it. I heard it. He's down there, he's down there, it's Manny! I, I, I heard this. I heard a whoosh like it was a tennis racket going over somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> he's got again. He's got again. <laughs> right then. What's going on here? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Manny's coming. Come round. <laughs> Cut your then phone line. My internet just went, literally went at the end of the show. I mean, look at there's Neil. Not, there's not a guy with a grey beard with a big Ma pair of clippers on Manny's the phone just line. Coming 
Manny's just coming and booting the room across the living room. The bloody dog. That's just That's just so funny. And to take this is it's not it's not national TV, it's international TV. And I need international rescue. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I'm literally I'm literally funny amazing with Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. Oh. Is it We're going to see a load of samosas in a minute, aren't we? Flying at day. I'm literally crying. We're laughing. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, what a great way to end the show. <laughs> I think on that note, I'm going to um, go Thunderbirds. And get a new, oh. get a new iPad case. Oh, that was... Tom's that, that that was... thinking... Is this what they're like? I'm, 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 I'm staying a little bit. It reminds me, was it Michael Caine? We can't blow the bloody door up. You remember that one? Is that film back, the Italian job and everything yeah. like that? Oh, Listen, Brilliant. guys, I hope you've enjoyed it tonight. Uh, if you have, please smash a like on the video. Welcome to the two new members that have joined. Get on the Discord group. Uh, this will be out on podcast um, sometime. Uh, tomorrow, and if you're watching it back on catch up, I'm sure you're probably laughing along with us as well. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a cup of tea in a minute. And um, listen, guys, it's been a brilliant show. Thank you to all the guests, uh, Tom. Well done on your debut, mate. Uh, Chris, Jason, and all Cheers, Dave. Just, just make sure Emma chased that tea first in case Manny's been round. <laughs> I, will, yeah. I, will, I need to go and open the door to him, to be honest. So I'm going to go and do that. Brilliant. Right, everyone, God bless you and your yeah. families. We're, we're, we're going to get Liverpool. Uh, always Wolves. Always Cheers, Wolves. Dave. Thank you very much. Cheers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.